Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Chris Anaskovich, who is chairman of the town council for the town of Clinton. Mr. Peter. Chairman. Peter. Hi, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. What's new? Lots. Oh, what? Lots. Lots <laughs> new in town. Lots. I guess the biggest, uh, the biggest one is the town manager. So okay. um, we actually signed the town manager, Carl Kilduff, to a new three-year contract. And um, that was a process of, you know, about a month where we did some, you know, um, he came to us with, you know, the idea that he would like to stay on. And then obviously we, we as a council spoke about it and unanimously agreed that, you know, we should keep him, um, you know, on board because he's done a great job. And, right. you know, first time town manager, you want to make sure that, that he stays on. Um, because it would probably be a little bit more difficult to hire a new one after three years, yeah. especially when it's new. So he was our first, um, and you know, and it's worked well. I think he's done a lot of good things for the town, and um, you know, put the town in the right direction so that uh, going forward, everything should be. I say smooth sailing, but you know that never happens. No, of course not. But I'll say it smooth sailing. Oh, there you go. Okay. Say it. <laughs> and what? so, uh, so that's done. That's over with. So that's uh, that's a great relief for the uh, for the council because. Like I said, if we had to do that process again, you're starting, you know, ground floor again, and you're going out with a uh, headhunter trying to find a new person. Yep. And in this marketplace, really didn't know how many people would be available. So glad that's over with, and uh, and everybody's happy. And like I said, it was unanimous decision on behalf of the council, and he's happy, and we're happy, and we're we're great. So we're in good shape there. And I see. Starbucks opened. Starbucks opened. Oh, amen. Yes. Well, and again, the same things. I mean, there's some issues, yeah. obviously, with, right. with staffing. Yep. So that kind of delayed things a little bit. But now they are open. Everything's good. Um, and then still working on the other building uh, over there at Indian River Shops, where yep. Madison Furniture Barn will go in. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's still some space left there. And then other than that, the you know there hasn't really been much talk about kind of what's going in next. So okay. uh, I guess he's still talking to people, but there's no firm tenants coming in yet. So that'll continue, um, but obviously, you know, so far so good, it looks good. And I, you know, eateries is basically what he's trying to do, yep. uh, we've been told. So hopefully, you know, um, that'll come to fruition and we can get some more places to eat along that, uh, right. that front spot there, which would be helpful to, to both sides, both to, to his project and to uh, Clinton Crossing. Nice. And then um, what else? We have the old Friendly's building which is next to the old Cashman, which yep. is now Van Wilgen's. So yeah. that is uh, permitted for a Italian steakhouse. Um, okay. So those are the, I believe the, the owners of the Haywire sure. were the ones that purchased that building. So they have a permit in place to start working on that. And so they'll be uh, going forward with that. Um, and then what else? Pearson School. So this uh, next week, town council is gonna get together for a workshop and we'll start talking about Pearson School. What do we do with Pearson School? So, what do you think we could do with? Pearson I have no School? clue, and I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. No, there's, there's no big announcements. Okay. Um, so we've done some studies. There was an uh, a structural integrity study that was done that the council did. We took some money so that that could be done. Uh, there was talk about the library moves. We wanted to make sure that we kind of handled and, and you know did some legwork as far as what can and can't go there. Right. Um, so that study's been done. So we'll have that in place, and we can discuss that. And then the further conversations about just, you know, if we keep it, I mean, obviously there's two decisions to make. Right. Or one decision to make, two options, keep it or sell it. Right. So uh, as a town, we need to make sure that obviously, you know, we make a fiscally responsible decision as well. Mm -hmm. um, so if we keep it, there's going to be costs associated with the renovations to the building. Um, and it's a lot. You know, it's an older building, uh, hasn't been updated, needs a roof, 
needs to be ADA compliant. Yep. I'm assuming there'll be some asbestos in the basement. Probably. So there's, you know, a lot of those things that are come, you know, will come into play when we make that decision. So uh, the council's agreed to, you know, start the discussions, uh, have some conversations about it, and we'll, you know, go to a public hearing, yeah. and then Carl will bring, uh, the town manager will bring us kind of estimates as far as what everything would cost. Um, you know, discussions that people have had in the past have always talked about senior center, community center, library, there's all these, you know, mm -hmm. things that go on uh, with discussions that relate to that, but we have to make sure kind of as a town that we're in a position to, to be able to do that and be able to afford to do that going forward. Because mm -hmm. if you put it in place, then there's the, you know, ongoing annual cost of operation to a senior center, to, you know, a community center or whatever else may be there. So, um, you know, hopefully the information that we provide to the public will have them understanding, give them a better idea of kind of you know where where it's going to lead us because um, again there's a, a tax consequence to all this as well right. you know if we keep it you know our taxes will go up because there'll be some costs associated with maintaining that building right. you know if we sell it then it goes on our tax base but people in our town are very passionate about it you know it's a sort of a historic building in town the facade of the building is beautiful and mm -hmm. you know and so we'll have to make a you know some decisions on that and make sure we get the people or the public engaged in those conversations now is and I, from what I understand, we've got a charter revision committee. Charter revision has uh, been set up. It's in okay. place. Um, they have a charge that the council went through and kind of went through the, the charter, and there were some things that we wanted to tweak on it. Okay. Um, so we, the council put together a charge, and then we formed the commission, and now they're in place and they're meeting. So, you know, hopefully in the next few months we'll have some decisions on kind of that. And mm -hmm. again, same process. They'll meet. They'll discuss it. Uh, we'll go to a public hearing, and then at that point, it'll come back to the council. And if there's things that you know, additional things that we may want to do on the council side, we can bring forth at that point. But um, you know, it's good. It's it, it has to be done within five years of your previous one. So oh. statutorily, that's how it works. And um, we felt sooner rather than later on some of these things that were just they were not major changes. Um, you know, so I think at this point, we're just doing the, the smaller things that you know that we can correct, and uh, and hopefully we'll you know, will help some areas in town. And obviously, sooner rather than later, everybody's getting ready to go back to school. Everybody's going back to school, so yeah. <laughs> that'll be yeah. up and running again. So it's gonna be, you know, it'll be a hectic, you know, few weeks in, in, in town and getting everything back together. And hopefully, you know, year three, I guess, of COVID. Yeah. But hopefully all that stuff will be going away and these kids can just get back to school, normal school week, normal school year, and just, you know, not have to worry about the masks and, you know, online, not online. So uh, hopefully, knock on wood, that'll be done and we can just continue on, um, you know, and, and doing what a normal school year would, would do. Absolutely, absolutely. What else is going on in town? Oh boy. Um, uh, train station? Train station's done, that's been done for a while, so that's okay. done, we could talk about, so uh, the apartments behind the train station. So uh, the, the old Unilever building. Yep, so the apartments are in process of being uh, renovated now, so okay. he has, uh, the brick facade is going on the outside of the building. Okay. Um, so those apartments will be ready to go beginning of 2023. Okay. And um, it's a beautiful building. I, you know, we were, I was able to get a walk through the building, and when you walk in, it's not like your typical apartment building, um, where there's you know typical boxes in, of apartments. You walk in, and they're lengthwise of the building. So oh, it's, cool. it's a very very uh, attractive building, and I think it's going to look great once it's completed. So um, that'll benefit obviously that area as well, and. Um, as far as the bigger Unilever building, we are told that hopefully there'll be some movement on that very soon. So uh, possibly a site plan that's going to go in front of planning and zoning. So they're not, I don't know if they're on the agenda yet, um, but 
we've heard that he possibly is putting together a final site plan for that development, and uh, hopefully that'll start uh, going forward as well. Now, who is he? He would be Michael Massimino, which is the developer, the, the owner of the building. Um, so, you know, he's been in touch with the town, I know, with land use and, and planning and zoning, kind of just talking about maybe some ideas that he has. Um, but it's important for us as a town to get the site plan done, because then that leads to other things that we can help with. Absolutely. Now, as far as the, let's go back to Pearson School for yeah. a second. If they do something mm -hmm. with Pearson School, what happens to the gazebo in front of? <laughs> That's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. So it's a funky, it's a funky, obviously lot. So yeah. there's a there's an easement for the church okay. that they have so that they can get uh, get to the back of the church. Gotcha. Um, the food for um, food for all, I for guess, is in the back. Food for all, yep. Yep, is in the back, so they have access to that. And the gazebo itself, you know, that's something that we can talk about and work with. Okay. You know, it could be something that if a developer, if we, we get rid of the building, right. um, would be the only issue. So if we do get rid of it, can you talk to a developer that say, hey, listen, can we carve out a piece? so that we can kind of maintain that gazebo because it is a big part of our town. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's used for a lot of things, you know, concerts and such, and so it's, you mm -hmm. know, it's an important part. We're still having those, the, the summer concerts, so, um, you know, the chamber's gonna start doing those in the fall again, so oh, those will they? be back again. Okay. Um, you know, so those kind of things are important for the town, you know, to get people out and to get people, you know, back to a normal life, you know, post-COVID. So hopefully that'll be something we could discuss if we go down the path of selling the building. So. Um, we're still in the process of getting everything else worked out as well because okay. of the under, underlying deed restrictions on the building. We still don't have the final sign off by the Attorney General's office. Oh, okay. So that's something else that we have to, we wanted to take care of so that, you know, there was no restrictions once we decided what to do. Right. Everything would be in place that we could move forward whether we keep it or sell it. So the Chamber of Commerce is going to do the concerts in the fall again this year? That's what I've been told, yes. Oh, good. Yep. So, and, and again, they've been great. I mean, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, the things that they've done through COVID and post-COVID have been wonderful. Yeah. Uh, they do, a, you know, a business after hours. They do a business before yep. hours. It's good to get the community out, uh, get these businesses out. And then the other thing is the, obviously, that they have, that they help with is uh, in two weeks, we have the Summerfest yes, and Fireworks. that's right. Yeah. So August 27th. That starts all day event. Obviously, behind town hall, there's a lot of things. Yep. There'll be a, uh, a dunk tank apparently. Excellent. I'll be attending the dunk tank again as I did the first year. Oh, good. Oh, yes. No, not good, but okay. <laughs> sure, it is. <laughs> so, um, but it's good. I mean, that's a huge event for the town. Brings out a lot of people, not only from Clinton but from all over. Um, so we're looking forward to that on the 27th. Absolutely. And for the before we go into the break mm -hmm. for the. Concerts on the green, that means you get Peter and I and Pete Mazzetti in the oh. same place together. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> well, we don't, want, we don't want to talk about that, do we? No? Not on, not right. on camera. No, but definitely yes. not. So it's great. I mean, those, those things are great. Again. Absolutely. Yep. Would you want to stick it around for another segment? Sure. We'll be right back. Roofing scams become more common this time of year. Better Business Bureau Scam Tracker is receiving reports of shady free roof inspections. Homeowners should be on the lookout for these cons. The person may claim that their company is working on a neighbor's home and is offering inspections to those living nearby. If they don't find enough wear and tear to merit a whole new roof, they may fabricate it by tearing off shingles to mimic wind damage, or they may simply show you pictures of someone else's damaged roof. Beware of unsolicited offers, especially after a storm. Get your insurance company to inspect your roof to verify the need for repairs or replacements. Ask for references and check out their work yourself. There are 1,200 BBB accredited roofers in Connecticut. 
Find the right one by going to BBB.org to look at a company's business rating. There you can check for a pattern of complaints and read reviews and also share your experiences by writing a review yourself to help others in their search. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Chris Anaskovich, who is chairman of the town council of the town of Clinton, but also, welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Chris is also running for state representative. I am. You am. That's what I hear. <laughs> I'm in. Tell me about it. Yep. So, yeah. So, 35th district. Yeah. Obviously, which uh, encompasses Clinton, Killingworth, and Westbrook. There you go. Um, so, I was approached, you know, previously about running for the position, and it was just... You know, the last time it really wasn't the time we were changing our form of government. I wanted to concentrate on that. So right. um, this time around again, I, you know, I felt that it was time that, you know, that I could do something. Um, so obviously, you know, made the jump, jumped in and, and decided that, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it's an extension of what I do in Clinton. Right. And that's how I'm looking at it. You know, um, the council stuff, being part of the town council, working obviously, you know, with different parties among the amongst the council members. Mm -hmm. You know, my platform has always been I just want to work with everybody. Right. You know, what we're doing, we're working for the community. You know, we may be elected officials, we may be elected under a certain political affiliation. Right. But the bottom line is we represent the people. We represent the, the citizens of Clinton. And you know, our job on the council is to do what's best for the, the people of Clinton. Absolutely. And as I run for state rep, uh, should I be elected, that's I will do the same thing. So. Uh, it's been good. I, you know, I've enjoyed what I've done so far. I've been out, out and about, and you know, getting to know the people of the towns. Mm -hmm. uh, been out in Killingworth a lot. Um, you know, a lot of events up there that I've been to, and around town in Clinton. Um, got some stuff coming up in, in Westbrook uh, this week, and then you know, an ongoing basis, we'll nice. we'll do more. So it's exciting, and I'm I'm uh, you know I'm happy about getting in and, and, and making the run. Absolutely. Now, what's your platform? Well, I mean, like with anybody, I mean, you know, you talk about Connecticut, you talk about affordability. Right. <laughs> so, you know, what are we going to do to make Connecticut a more affordable state to live in? You know, and I look at it as, you know, not just for me, but for my children and my grandchildren. Right. You know, because as we go forward, that's what we have to do. And, you know, fiscally responsible, control spending, you know, control the taxes. I mean, those are things that we talk about, but, you know, you really have to sit down and have that conversation and have it be a meaningful conversation. And, uh, you know, that's what I'll, I'll fight to do, and that's what I'll work hard to do. Um, you know, other than that, I'm very big on local control. You know, I think the towns know better than the state does in where they live. You know, so Clinton, Killingworth, and Westbrook, who would know better than the people of that town? Right. You know, so within that town, you get to know those people. You get to know who's, you know, who the selectmen are, who the board of select. I mean, you know, everybody involved in that town. Yep. And find out, you know, what are your struggles? What do you struggle with? What do you need? What do you want? You know, and that's why for me personally, it's all about local control, you know, from the zoning, you know, aspect of it where, you know, the state shouldn't be coming in and telling the town what to do and what, how they should be handling zoning. Because people in our town, I think, would know better about, you know, the struggles that we would have. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had to put together a plan for a housing plan for the state as a town in Clinton. And the struggle has been is, you know, can we really do anything about it? Because we have density issues. We don't have sewers in Clinton. So the issue becomes, you know, can we build these buildings that they want us to build and, you know, fit them in where they need to fit. So um, I think it's just it's important that the local control uh, stays there because you got the state coming in and they're, you know, putting some overlays on you. Then what's the purpose of our planning and zoning commission? Right. You know, if they can't have a say, because then that way the people, how can the people not have a say? So that, you know, exempts the public hearings so that there's no public hearings. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those things have to be worked out. And I think, you know, 
those are healthy conversations that you have. Um, it's the same way with the education. You know, I think parents should be involved in, in what goes on. You know, they should have a say in you know, what their, their children are being taught in those schools. The teachers do a wonderful job. They work hard, the, you know, the administrators, the administrators, but everybody's got to work together. Right. You know, they got to know that they're all working for, you know, the benefit of the children. So that's ultimately, you know, again, that ultimate decision is based upon, you know, what's in the best interest of the children, <coughs> excuse me, and, and all the children. Right. You know, so um, that's sort of my platform. Um, you know, I'm obviously pro-community, as you know. Right. Um, love the town I live in. I support everything that goes on in our town Absolutely. because that's what you need to do. I Absolutely. mean, you know, you, you have to get people, you know, if you get people involved in your community, then they're going to want to help. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the most important thing is getting people to help and come out and, and do the things that, you know, would enhance the, the beauty of your community. Right. So it's going to be the same thing as I go to the state and, you know, and have that, you know, couple of you know, additional towns, obviously, in the district, mm -hmm. and looking to find out what they want, what they struggle with, you know, what things that they need, um, you know, what can the state do for them without, you know, kind of going over and above. Right. And then that's kind of the, you know, the, the platform that I'm working on. That's what I got. That's what, <laughs> that's what I got. So you just got to get the message out. You want to be able to, you know, make sure that people understand, you know, that you're there for them, you know. You get, like I said, you're elected under a political affiliation, but that doesn't mean, you know, that drives everything and every decision you make. Right. I, I consider myself a common sense thinker, somebody that's going to do what's in the best interest of the towns, right. not in the best interest of me or my party all the time. So you have to, you know, it's a fine line. Yeah. You know, you have to be sometimes a center of the road person in order to get something accomplished. And that's how you have to, you know, to look at things. Right. So that's, I think, what I've done in Clinton for the past three years, and that's what I'll continue to do as I go forward. Uh, I'll continue on in the council, so you know, I'm excited about that. That's still something that I can do, and I want to continue on. Mm -hmm. um, and but you know, I want to make a you know shot and see if we can get up to Hartford and make some changes. You know, um, you know, do what's what's best for the district as well as uh, our community itself. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's a it's a it's a small district, but it's a very populated district. Yeah, I mean, especially the all three towns. <clears throat> right, so it's not a huge district, so no. it's, you know, negotiable for me to do that. I mean, obviously, I also own a business in town. Right. You know, so y you have to maintain and be able to do all that. And that's the struggle with politics overall. You know, right. when you, you know, some people want to be involved, but, you know, it's not a full-time job, so you still have to have another job. Exactly. But technically, it is a full job because, you know, you'll be, you'll be doing things year-round. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm okay with that. I understand that. And, it, you mm -hmm. know, luckily... You know, with what I do for work, it gives me the time, uh, you know, to handle those things. Exactly. So that's what you have to do. You got to be visible. You got to be part of it, uh, and you want to be there. Right. How's the campaign going? Going, going okay so far? So far, so good. Yeah. So I've, um, I'm partici participating in the Citizens Election Fund, okay. uh, which is when you can get a grant from the state in order to help fund your campaign. Right. Um, so I was on the agenda for that for last Wednesday. Um, needed to make some corrections to my donor list, which we've done. And we were notified Monday that um, that will be uh, put forth for approval on oh, nice. this coming Wednesday. So that'll be hopefully taken care of, and then we'll get those additional funds because that's kind of what you need in order to run a campaign. Yep. You know, there's, you can either self-fund. I'm not a millionaire, so nope. I'm not self-funding. Or you can get to these thresholds. So you needed 150 in do uh, in district donors. Yep. And an aggregate of uh, $5,800. Okay. So once you meet those thresholds, then you can you can apply. So. Um, you know, obviously that was something that you have to do in order to run a successful campaign because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that as you go forward, whether it's the signage, whether it's, you know, the palm cards, whether it's, 
you know, t-shirts, it's, yep. you know, the mailers, it's all of those other things that you have to put together to make it a successful campaign. Right. And that's what you have to do. And if you got to go, you're going to go all in and make Absolutely. sure you're, you know, doing all you can in order to make sure that you're giving it the best run you can. Because obviously, you know, as well as I do, campaigns are not cheap. They're not cheap. No. And they're hard work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's hard. It's hard on everybody, you know, like my family and my kids and, you know, everybody right. else. It's, you know, it's, a, it's difficult. And, uh, you know, those were the first people that I talked to, obviously, when I decided to make the run, is making sure that they were all in, knowing what it's going to entail. You know, my daughter's off to high school, right. uh, going to Sacred Heart Academy in the fall, actually two weeks. Um, you know, so, you know, the, those are the things that you also have to think about because right. it's important. You have to make sure, you know, listen, if you go up to Hartford, you're going to be up there February to May or February to June. Yep. Um, it takes a lot of your time. It does. Um, you know, but you have to be committed to do it. And, you know, I'm definitely 100% committed to this, looking forward to it, and, um, you know, looking forward to getting up there nice. and learning. You know, I mean, that's the other thing. And, you know, getting out and, you know, as far as the campaign goes, it's just, it's about listening. Right. You know, you go out there and, you know, you talk to people and you listen to what they have to say. You listen to their concerns and their struggles. And, you know, every town has something different. You know, we have, you know, similar, you know, populations in these towns. But at the end of the day, we all have different concerns. Right. Each town has a different concern. Right. So... And from what I understand, your brother was in politics. He was a state senator for 12 years. That's right. And yep. I knew that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I did. But it's gone a long time ago. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he's absolutely. been out of it for a long time. So, um, you know, I mean, and that's, you know, it, it's, so you're kind of aware of it. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not going into this, you know, blindly knowing that it's going to be all, you know, uh, it's all going to be rosy. There's going to be some struggles. There's going to yeah. be issues. There's going to be people that are going to struggle with decisions that I make. Right. You know, and they're not going to agree with me. But... You have to be able to understand that that's part of it. You know, you're not, I'm not going to make a decision that everybody's going to agree, agree to every time. There's no. going to be people in your own party that are going to struggle with decisions you make. Absolutely. Um, but ultimately, for me, and the, the way I've always been, and I'll continue to be, is at the end of the day, it's not about me. No. Nope. It's about the district. It's about the people in the district and the people you represent. Absolutely. So whether you're, whatever political affiliation you are, it, it means nothing to me. You know, it's, it's a matter of making sure you can get people together and, and have a conversation and make sure that you're all fighting for the same thing. Absolutely. That's my, that's my, my campaign thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> now, if I didn't know you mm -hmm. and I said to you, you introduce yourself to me, you said I'm running for state representative mm -hmm. in the 35th district. Yep. I identified myself as a constituent. We didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. And I and I said to you, Chris, why should I support you? Mm -hmm. What would you tell me? I would tell you because I'll support you. Okay. Bottom line. I mean, you're, I'm asking for people's support, but I'm also asking them to understand that their support is going to be also what I'm going to give back to them. Right. Okay, I'll be there to support them. I'll be there, you know, I'll be visible. I'll be involved. I'll be part of, you know, what they're trying to do. And that's the, that, you know, that's the job, I believe, of, of a, you know, a state rep. Right. You're there to represent the district. You have to be visible within that district. And you've know, you got to be available. Mm -hmm. you know, people call, they're going to call. They're going to call, they're going to email. You need to get back to those people. Right. I mean, one of the things that I can pride myself on is when people call me as far as the council stuff goes, you'll always get a phone call back. You'll right. always get an email back. You know, you'll never, will not get a, you know, a no answer or you know, we're not going to hear from you. Right. So that's important to me is to make sure that they know, you know, 
you have a job to do, do the job. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at it. So, you know, what I can tell people is you, you won't be disappointed with the job that I'll do for you. Absolutely. And if people want more information on the campaign, I understand there's a website. The website Where is we Anaskovich2022.com. Okay. And then my uh, email address is Anaskovich2022 at gmail.com. And what types of information can people find on the website? Everything. My platform, uh, you know, uh, ways to contact me, ways to get involved, because we always look for people to get involved and help out in the campaign. So if people are interested in doing that, they also can sign up through there. But my, the website has my whole platform on all the different items uh, and topics that, uh, that concern me and that I want to you know, bring forth when I'm, when I'm heading up to Hartford. Pick a topic. Pick a topic now? Yeah. On what? Because we got time left. We got time left, so Go. pick a topic. Right, let's pick baseball. Okay. I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm struggling now. <laughs> okay. I'm a Baltimore fan. What do I know? Actually, see, but you're doing better. See, you're not in last place anymore. The Red Sox are, so I don't right. want to say anything about that. <laughs> yeah, right. but, so I'll just say that, you know, as a Yankee <laughs> fan, I'm, I'm starting to struggle a little bit. But Baltimore, you see, you guys should be happy. Yeah. You're absolutely. almost in the playoffs now. I'm, I'm soon. And why are you a Baltimore fan? Let's start there. How'd that happen? That actually happened. Remember Paul Austin? Paul was the first selectman in Clinton. Oh my God, that many years, years ago. That, yeah, yeah, that many years ago. Yeah. Paul actually, when he moved from Connecticut, took a job in Baltimore. And I every summer I would go see, see him in Baltimore. Now, yeah, you get good tickets down there. because. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. See, see. And, and now yeah. he's actually the executive director for the Conservation League of Voters in Minnesota. Wow. Oh, yeah. Gets around. Oh, yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, he's about 15 minutes from my brother. There you go. In, <laughs> in Minnesota. It's all coming so. full circle. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we got about a little bit more time left. So if people yep. want more information on the campaign, where are they going? They're going to Anaskovich2022.com, right. which is my website. Uh, Anaskovich2022 at Gmail is my, e is my email account. Uh, feel free if anybody has any questions about kind of what my platform is. You know, want to know how I stand on any topics? Feel free. I'll be more than happy to uh, to call you back and talk. Chris Anaskovich, thanks for some time. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Peter. You got it. On behalf of Chris Anaskovich, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night. We'll see you next week.